Hey, well, oh, Jiminy, Christmas, this is loud. Hey, guys, let me adjust the levels. Welcome back to The Constitutionals. I'm your host, Chad White. This is The Constitutionals, the premier podcast for C-plus comedy. Hey, guys, if you didn't know that this was the premier podcast for C-plus comedy, you do now. Welcome. This is episode 13. 14. I don't know how to count. Anyway, it's one of those episodes. Uh, Again, I'm your host, Chad. And we got so much to talk about this week, so I'm going to go ahead, skip this preamble bull crap, and move on to my topics. Okay, so listen up. Saturday night, I sit down. We're gonna, we'll get to the Emmys. We'll get to the Emmys, but I'm very angry about this this thing. Saturday night, sit down, watching a movie. Usually watch horror movies, but instead, I watched a science fiction movie called Passengers, starring Christopher Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Boy, does that movie suck. My God, I wanted to see a movie so badly, and then I got bad reviews, and I never paid attention to reviews. But I and I said I'm gonna I would watch it. Came to Redbox, never spent a dime on it. I said I'm gonna watch it. Saw so it was coming to Stars. I said okay, I'll wait for it to come to Stars. It's on Stars. I sit down, I watch it. I pop some popcorn. I got some ice cream. I got some Gatorade, Powerade. Sorry, horrible. And I and I do not use that term lightly. I don't toss it around. I don't give it to DC movies. I don't give it to Marvel movies. I don't give it to bad horror movies. I got to say the movie was horrible. I sat down and Chris Pratt was doing some dumb crap. Uh, Then he woke up Jennifer Lawrence. And then of course she found out that he woke her up and she got mad and she left. And then all of a sudden Lawrence Fishburne popped up. And that was surprising to me because that was at a point in time when I thought I was going to turn the movie off. It was an hour into the movie and it was not pulling anything for me. I wasn't I wasn't attracted to either of these people. I wasn't ready for them to have a relationship. I didn't care what could happen. And then all of a sudden, Lawrence Fishburne pops up. And I go, oh, my gosh, Lawrence Fishburne. I might finish this movie. And then he dies in the movie. And I said, do I even want to do this anymore? At that point, there's 20 minutes left. And let me tell you, the last half hour of this movie feels like the first hour of this movie, which is really trying. And Michael Sheen is there. Oh, my gosh. It was just a bunch of wasted talent. On I want to see who wrote this movie because I I did not do any research preparing for this uh, babbling session right now. Passengers moving. All I knew, all I knew was that two super famous people were in it and oh my gosh and the, the my issue is it, it played it was trying to be a rom-com in space and a sci-fi movie that suddenly changed gears toward the last act and i don't think i don't think that they were ready for that the writer was john sapates and the director was morton Tildum. i did look them up i looked at morton at least Morton did the imitation game and fallen angels. Is that based on that book about the nope? Sure is not based on the book about the black soldiers. I want to make a movie about that. Uh, let's see. John Sapatis. Sapatis. See, he wrote Prometheus. I like that movie. Doctor Strange. That's an okay movie. He wrote this new mummy. All right. The Okay. So he wrote two two quote-unquote good movies prometheus and doctor strange some movies that 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 did a lot of that did well commercially and critically to the very least commercially 
which is what's important in today's day and age. I'm doing quote fingers for some reason. But I don't know. That movie could have, Passengers could have been so much better. So much better. It just, it had the star power. Honestly, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to come out and say it to my my dozen listeners. <laughs> my dozen listeners. Jennifer Lawrence is past her prime. She's 28, 26, 27. 26. Wow, she is two years older than me. We could have a, we have a good life. She's 26 years old. I could be her jester husband. Uh, she's 26 years old and she is past her prime. I got to say it. There's, I didn't like Joy. I wanted to write a review for Joy. That I didn't like it. Joy was the movie where she was the HLN the, or the QVC head. How, how the lady created the mop and then she created QVC. And before that, Serena didn't do well. When was the last time? She's mostly, she was in the Hunger Games and she's an X-Men. And that's kind of her, her life now. She hasn't done anything else except for those, those things. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I want to get off passengers. That movie made me so angry when I was watching it. Oh boy. Real bad boy. All right. Going on. Snowfall. Just started Snowfall on the FX. It's about the Coke. I want to say crack, but the the kids selling Coke, the Coke epidemic and the eighties and nineties in Los Angeles. And, uh, it's a good, I like it. It's a good show from John Singleton. I like it a lot. And what, (laughs) what I've gotten from it is that there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of reviews say this. There's no, there's no focus to it. It lacks a lot of focus in the, in the first episode, it's 80 minutes long. So with commercials about 70 some odd minutes, and it's introducing you to all these characters. It's introducing you to the three main characters, but they're all led by separately. They're all led by a kid named Franklin Saint. That's the main character's name. And and then there's a drug cartel guy, a guy who gets in with the drug, a Mexican cartel. And then there's another guy who's a CIA operative. And so it's those three guys. And the kid's the one who has the most focused, I guess, story. But even then, it's just kind of pointless. And and the and the main guy, his name is the the guy who plays Franklin Saint. His name is Damson Idris. Damson Idris. Let me tell you, he's an English guy. They should stop bringing British people over. They should give jobs to us Americans who would like to act and be a part of television. They keep getting. Uh, I'm a. I'm a. I don't have to put on an accent. I can sound just like I'm from Los Angeles, right? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm from Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it. I could do it. I could play a 19-year-old drug dealer, Franklin Saint. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway. Oh, there's a fourth main character, Lucia Villanova. She's played by Emily Rios, the daughter of a Mexican crime boss. Oh, see, there's too, it's too many people. I think they need to slow it down. They could have... What they could do is introduce two characters, focus on them. I never read the story. John Singleton did. This is his show. But it, what they could have done was introduce one or two characters. And then I haven't seen the second episode. I still have it on my DVR. But then go and introduce people in the second episode. And then and then you tell, who's, tell whoever's story needs to start early. Tell it early. But otherwise, it's too much at once. I enjoyed it, though. It's a, it's a wonderful show. It's very, it's got this saturated look to it. 
So, I dig it. Also, I'm watching Orphan Black again. I love that show. It's fantastic. Tatiana Maslany, Maslany, Christian Brun, Tatiana Maslany again. Tatiana Maslany once more time. Uh, Tatiana, <laughs> she's a clone. She plays a clone in that show, and I really enjoy it a lot. It's on the BBC America, and you can hear. <laughs> so someone is taking a shower in my house, and you can hear it on the microphone. I think I'll just turn this down. It's very. Oh, it's up. Okay. Anyway, I think it's a very. It's a. It's a very good show. And it's it tells a really dark story about clone, human cloning and how if you're a clone, you can have babies, you're a miracle. These clones can heal themselves somehow. They they don't get as hurt, hurt as bad. It's crazy stuff. And I'm not going to lie. I'm about as confused I am when watching Game of Thrones and 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 uh, the game of clones is what Orphan Black is. So. Watching these two shows, especially now that Game of Thrones is back, I don't know. I pretty much don't know what's going on. Cosima, Cosima, she's this hot lesbian, uh, <laughs> braided hair, Tatiana Maslany character. She's on this island uh, w- with her her ex girlfriends there too, and they're working together or something like that. And she's trying to figure out the she's infiltrating from the inside the the newest bad guys who were kind of the bad guys the entire series but there were also two other sets of bad guys two other sets of companies it's crazy and then there's an and then there's a a russian sister who's pregnant she's at a nun convent or something like that and then the main sister sarah her daughter she's only one she was the other the first clone to be able to have a baby and and then her daughter is that baby but her the daughter is now spending time with this mean clone that hates all the other clones for some reason but she's also kind of sexy her name is rachel and then there's a there's this other clone that's a soccer mom there's another clone it's another a boy clone at one point you don't but i spoiled that i ruined it sorry anyway orphan black's great fantastic gotta move on going to baby driver Meant to mention this last week when I was talking about the big sick for the 14th time, which we'll get to <laughs> again. Um, I saw a baby driver. It was great. Don't know why people in Atlanta uh, think it's the it's the one and only movie made in Atlanta. And it's the only thing they could talk about in their entire lives. I liked it. Uh, Ansel Elcourt is a good movie. <laughs> He's a good actor. Don't uh, I don't know anything else about him he was kind of stonewalled the entire movie if you listen to uh oh crap what is this there's a new podcast on the npr network and it is called it's been a minute and it's hosted by sam sanders and he was talking he was on another npr podcast called pop culture happy hour i believe he was on that one yes yes and they were talking about baby driver this is this episode aired on july 7th and he's and he kept mentioning sam sanders a black host and he kept mentioning i could i can imagine the 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 main guy being black and so and then that got me thinking yeah he could he could have he could have been black he could have been a black guy that makes a lot of sense and uh so yeah but you should listen to an episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour. They gave a lot of good, positive and negative speaking critiques on the movie. It's better than listening to podcasts and listening to and reading reviews about why people liked or didn't like something is extremely important to this to this day and age where 140 characters. It's I hate this movie. It's the worst. The end. 
you can't you can't explain anything. So I always try to try to branch out. That's why that's why I subscribe to seventy some odd podcasts, mostly comedy, a lot of news stuff, and a lot of writing ones. Just to just to get to understand why people don't like something and why they do like something. So I suggest Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's been a minute, and also still processing. Even that's a, that's a podcast with Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham for New York Times. I re- I disagree with a lot of what they say sometimes. But there are some smart people, and I like to listen to what they have to say. Also, the podcast, the New York Times podcast. I'm really popping those peas there. Anyway, moving on to Disney XDXP. I think it's called Disney XP. Anyway, so Disney XD is a channel that airs, for a good amount of time, cartoons. There's a lot of crappy live-action shows. I don't want to say crappy because it's not for me. I'm not the audience. Speaking of which... I'm not the audience of the their newest block, Disney XP. Now imagine what not Comedy Central, what Cartoon Network does with at eight o'clock every single night, no matter what, it shifts to Adult Swim. So from eight to five thirty or six a.m., it's Adult Swim, and it's just and it's just airing all King of the Hill, Family Guy, Cleveland Show, American Dad, and then Irreverent shows, Mike Tight, like the quarter hour stuff. Um, uh, Mike Tyson's mysteries, the gauntlet thing that just came on. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Mike Tyson's mysteries, Assy McGee. That's, that's the name of the title of the show. I'm sorry for cursing anyway, but there it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's so that's what Disney XP is. So Disney XP, but, but for Disney XP, it's a video gaming segmented part. So imagine what G4 Tech TV or Tech TV before G4 was. It's it's all this video game stuff. So from 9 p.m. to I think 6 a.m. I think it's all night long. I think it's like 12 hours, something like that. Yes. Anyway, they're gonna aim, they're gonna air gaming stuff, and by gaming stuff, I mean Polaris related stuff. So they reached out. Polaris is a YouTube gaming conglomerate kind of like earwolf and nerdist what they do with podcasts they're they just put them out they give the smaller things a name to put it out so that's why you made it weird can reach out to all these different people because of nerdist or comedy bang bang can reach out because of earwolf so that's what polaris is they'll get i know that i only know one gaming company and that's game grumps and they were with polaris polaris wasn't you know the best for them so they left I guess that's putting it lightly. I don't know. I try not to follow this crap. Anyway, so Polaris has a gaming block on Saturdays, I believe. I know it's on the weekends, called Polaris Primetime, hosted by Jimmy Wong and some girl named Strawberry. I don't know who she is. I know who Jimmy Wong is. He's a cool guy. Brother of Freddie Wong. Very cool guys. And it's just a gaming block where they just play video games. Uh, There's another show called Parker Plays. Another show from IGN called The IGN Show, and I love IGN so much. I'm very happy they, they got to do all this stuff. And then The Attack, which is, speaking of tech TV, G4 TV, Kevin Pereira used to host Attack of the Show with Candace. I, I cannot remember her last name. Candace. Anyway, she's a great, great gal. Um, <laughs> and and then he brought a lot of and a lot of those producers from Attack of the Show came along to the attack, which is basically Attack of the Show, which an Attack of the Show is like the Today Show, but for gamers and you know people who like quote unquote geeky nerdy things. And he brought it along to Twitch 
TV. And now every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they air a live show streaming over the internet on Twitch to uh, plus or minus 3,000 people. And a lot of these people pay, a lot of people subscribe, and that's how they make their money. And now the attack is going to be on television. So attack of the show is the revival is basically going to be on television again. And I guess 30-minute increments, just like IGN show, is going to be all the trailers and, I don't want to say podcasts, all the trailers and just going to be correspondence and special things wrapped up into one package and then it's going to be on a, in a 22 minute segment, you know, so with commercials, so 30 minutes. So yeah, Disney XP, it started. I'm going to do, the reason I'm talking about it is I'm doing a very special news time. Uh, this, it's going to be made <laughs> this weekend, but for next Monday, and it's going to basically cover why this thing exists and how it's going to prosper and stuff like that. So I'm very excited. I'm going to, I'm going to market it in the way of the attack. Again, the attack is a live show. So they have all these segments, they have internet stuff. So I'm going to try to, you know, format it in the way of the attack. Speaking of news time segue, we are moving on. This is, this is a very extra long episode of the constitutionals. And I'm trying to, I was trying to get through that, that earlier stuff, but it took me about 20 minutes. So now that we get to the main crux of the episode, this is what it is, and I'm lifting my hands in a holy way. Um, Emmy nominations were last week. So, a lot of people were snubbed, uh, and and I did not, and I, 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 I like the, I love the Emmys, I love everything they do, I love the, everything the Television Academy does, I love everything the, the regular uh, Movie Academy does, but I'm just frustrated with, you know, how they invite all these people and then the same people vote for the same stuff. It's just frustrating. Okay. So if you didn't hear Emmys, the television Academy, they asked about, so boy, I don't remember how many people they asked. They asked a butt ton of people. Let's see. The Academy asked about almost, almost 1500 new people, almost 1500 new people were invited to join the regular movie academy but for the television academy there's a whole bunch of people that just vote for shows and people to get nominated so what they do what somebody does is like rachel bloom she said she didn't want to be nominated, she didn't care about that stuff but she made a video that said all that stuff and that was kind of like a a campaign an emmy campaign to say hey i'm here please nominate me so uh, they make a video. They put it on a billboard. You'll, if you live in Los Angeles or New York, you'll see a b- huge billboard that says, "I'm Andy Daly. I'm on review. This is for Emmy campaigns. <laughs> and now, please nominate me." And so that's what people will do. But my issue is that a lot of the things were chosen and have been chosen partially. What I believe is because. They want to go for this quote unquote diversity initiative. <laughs> you know, Nick Fury has his Avengers initiative. I'm doing quote fingers. The, well, the television, every award show, I'm not going to say television Academy, every single award show now has a diversity initiative. Okay. Grammys have it. Tony's have it. The television Academy, the Golden Globes have it. And the movie Academy, they all have these initiatives. So they, instead of, 
and also there's 454 new shows. I've been saying that all year on news time. There's there's and then on top of those 454, there's already, you know, hundreds upon hundreds, maybe even a thousand existing shows scripted that are going on right this second that are still not canceled, that are still going. So it's hard. It's very hard. But when you choose when you when you and my issue is they chose I wrote down in my notes, sure bets, but they chose safe bets. And that was, and that's the big issue for me. They chose a safe bet. Atlanta is, I don't want to knock Atlanta. I don't want to knock Donald Glover because I used to be a huge fan of that guy when I was in high school, when I was in high school, <laughs> say that again, when I was in high school, but now things are different. There are 454 new shows and a lot of those were comedies and a lot of those were good. So Atlanta was chosen because that's the thing everybody wants. It's kind of like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a cool person's contest. You know, it's, it's, I'm, it's me and I'm, I'm the, I'm the popular guy and I was here and I was doing this and everybody knows who I am. And then there's somebody like Issa Rae who has, is, has worked insanely hard. She's got books. She's got a web series. She's that should do anymore. She's got a production company and she's got a television show on HBO and it does not get ratings. It does not get any good ratings because i've seen the ratings i watch the ratings i know these things and she did not even get one nomination she didn't get a writing nomination she didn't get an, uh, an acting nomination she didn't get recognized for a show period insecure did not get nominated for outstanding comedy series whereas we got modern family we got silicon valley both of those shows are the same exact show every single episode silicon valley especially that show will never grow because Mike Judge himself has come out to say that Silicon Valley is nothing without those guys struggling and trying every single episode. So I'm just angry and I'm frustrated that you fight for these quote unquote diversity issues and they just, and they, and we come out to the outstanding comedy series as being Atlanta. Okay. I mean, that show was, I, why ride the coattails of a guy who who's probably going to take another two years off of this show and uh, kind of a script that was a really kind of a try hard. You know, it wasn't quite it wasn't that funny. I mean, it's it's a fine show. I'm not knocking it, but still. But then you, you got Atlanta, you got Master of None, Modern Family, Silicon Valley. I'll give Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt a pass because I enjoyed it this season. I didn't like second season. I still think episodes are way too long. You don't need 30 minutes sitcoms. You need nice crisp 22 or 23 or 24 at most. Anyway, but you got those shows up there with Veep and with Blackish. When Blackish is a show that innovated every single episode. They did a show about police brutality. They did a show about uh, the president, Barack Obama's last day. You know, it's just. Sorry, I just knocked the table. It's because I'm so frustrated. Gosh darn it! You know, but it's just a popularity contest. It's a, it's it's exactly what it feels like. And when I was preparing for the show, so I wrote my notes: popularity contest. It's I don't know. And so that, those are the outstanding comedy category, uh, comedy series categories. I talked about this in this week's news time, so you'll see more of it there. And this episode's already long, and I don't want to go too long. But just watch news time. It's a very it's a 14 minute episode news time. It's double the length of what I usually do, but there's a lot it's a lot of reading off of what shows made it, why they made it, 
and who who made it, what people made it, why they made it, blah, blah, blah. But I want to also want to go down to Variety Series and Variety Sketch Series. Uh, Full Frontal with Samantha B. Very proud of her to make it onto this list because it's such a it's a it's a it's a late night environment that is overtaken by white men that and and there's, and there's no there's no point in the future when anybody's going to give up their show so that somebody else who's not a white man can come and take it. Uh, we almost had that chance with the late show, but they CBS gave it to a sh- another sure bet. They don't want to take any chances. And I and I commend Comedy Central for taking a chance on Larry Wilmore, but again, they didn't take a deep enough chance. They canceled that show, what, nine months after it premiered? I know it had bad ratings, but come on. And so The Daily Show got snubbed, was snubbed again, I'm sorry. Uh, but Full Frontal, Jimmy Kimmel Live, last week tonight, which I'm sure is going to win because people just love to, ride, again, ride coattails. I mean, and, and Oliver and his team do fine work. I interviewed one of the writers, good group of people. I like them all, but again, come on. Uh, Stephen Colbert, Late Show, Late Late Show with James Corden, and Real Time with Bill Maher. I mean, I don't know. It's I think Conan does good work, but I don't even think he he campaigned this year. And Fallon, I'm sure he campaigned, but I'm sure I'm not actually. You know what? I'm not even sure any of these right talk shows campaign. I don't want to. I don't want to put words in their mouths, but yeah. Uh, sketch series. It's of course Saturday Night Live is up there, but then there's also two Fred Armisen shows. Documentary Now and Portlandia both are fantastic, wonderful. They're kind of, it's kind of like a beer. You gotta, you gotta drink a lot of it. Or that sounds bad. It's kind of like a beer. You got it's an acquired taste. Um, Billy on the Street. I'm very happy for Billy Eichner. I know he's not gonna win it. I don't. I but I really have high hopes. And when I do my betting this year, as I always bet on every award show, well, Emmys, Oscars. I don't do Grammys. Emmys, Oscars, Golden Globes, then I'm going to put him as my second bet. So hopefully, but I know Saturday Night Live is going to win. And of course, my issue is Saturday Night Live got so many nominations. They didn't need it. Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, Vanessa Bayer. Uh, Kate McKinnon won last year. So just give it to Vanessa Bayer and Leslie, Vanessa Bayer, Leslie Jones, the nominations. Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy were nominated for guest actress outstanding guest actress i mean one of them is there every single year it doesn't it doesn't matter why why give it to these there are so many other shows and people that deserve to be looked at speechless is a show on abc about the kid with cerebral palsy and his family and how they do all these things and it's not sad it's very funny it's wonderful and that show just doesn't it just didn't get nominated and I know it has another, it's, it were due for second season. It has another chance to get nominated, but there's no telling what's going to happen. You know, with, with Game of Thrones and the drama cat. See, I listen, I listened to another podcast today and they were talking about as soon as Breaking Bad, before Game of Thrones, when Game of Thrones was on the first season, first and second season, it was on the same time that Breaking Bad was ending. So when Breaking Bad had those, that staggered season, the season seven or season six, part one or season, whatever. Yeah. Season six, part one, season six, part two, Game of Thrones was on. And so they went head to head and breaking bad won. No one noticed Game of Thrones until breaking bad went off the air. So Game of Thrones was win awards until breaking bad went off the air. So one of these, 
is going to have to give. You know, either mine and family is going to have to get off the air or we're just going to have to start recognizing shows for what they are and not for being the most popular, or the most watched. So there's that. There's a speechless, insecure, high maintenance, animals, wonderful shows. And I know they're not for everybody. High maintenance is not for everybody. It's a show about a drug dealer and the characters that he sells to. It's mostly about the characters he sells to. And it's so good. It's so wonderful. And no one watched it. Animals, no one even watched that. I've seen, they got like 200,000 viewers at some point. I don't want to say that. Let me see. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy that says, they only got 70 viewers and HBO keeps ordering episodes. Yeah, 200,000 viewers. Wow. 200,000 viewers on that show. Their lowest I see is 0.149. That's insane. That is so crazy. That is so crazy. 200,000 people barely watched the show, and I was one of them. <sighs> and then Tracy Ullman's show brings up the variety sketch series. Um, I want to go down to lead actor Donald Glover Atlanta. Does he really, he, he slept walked through it. Jeffrey Tambor, transparent. He's been up there 19 years in a row. Transparent has run its course. I said it on news time. I'll say it again. Transparent has run its course. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are tolerant now. So we can just go ahead and cut transparent off. I'm sorry, not cut it off, but stop giving awards like orange is new black. We don't need to give that in awards. Cause that show's not novel anyway. Uh, let's see. William H. Macy, shameless. He he's nominated every year. I don't know why. <laughs> I've never seen shameless in my life. It was very funny. I don't know why I laughed so hard. Um, and then the lead actress looks exactly the same. We don't need Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin as Grace and Frankie. We don't need two double noms. Cut down on the noms, guys. Cut down. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip. I don't. You can look at the list yourself. You can watch News Time and see my the frustration of my face as I read off these names. But whenever you see three names for like check out outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Whenever you see multiple names for multiple TV shows for, for the same TV show in one category. That's just frustrating. Cause that show was not, I love Veep did not need three directing nominations. I think, uh, so Vanessa, Leslie, Kate for SNL for outstanding comedy actress. And then there's Catherine Hahn and Judith light for transparent and Anna Chlumsky for Veep. We know who's not winning. It's not going to be Anna. <laughs> I love Veep. Anna should win that. But you, when you, when you're going up against monopolies like this, it just feels it's, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to say this and then somehow I'm going to sell one of the many pilots I've written and and they're going to get made for the next television season. And then someone's going to be lurking back on the and go to the constitutionals page and say, Ooh, he talked bad about the Emmys. I'm not talking bad about them. I'm just saying, open up your horizons. And I know, I know people can only vote for what they've seen. So if they see reason, bad and girls and Matthew Reese and girls, then they're going to go, I like those two guys and they're going to click those names or however they vote. I'm pretty sure it's online. Click those names and then send them off and say, there you go. Those are the, that's the only, I only watch girls and Saturday night live and and Atlanta this season. Those are the only three shows I watched. Go watch it. I mean, and I mean, go, go. Those are, those are the guys I want in the ballot. And then enough people do that. And then those guys are in the ballot and 
Hugh Laurie, Veep. He, oh, come on. Dave Chappelle, Lynn Manuel, Miranda, Tom Hanks, Saturday Night Live, outstanding guest actor. We don't need this many people. Cut it down. Cut it down. It's too late to hop on the Lynn Manuel train. I'm sorry. I love Lynn. It's too late. Tom Hanks is a fine episode. Did not need it. Chappelle deserved it because he just came back to television. Uh, and then there's Carrie Fisher for Catastrophe. God bless her. She she passed, but does do we really need to? She, I'm sorry. I'm going to say this one more time. She, I, I finished season three of Catastrophe. She was in maybe two episodes, and she was in maybe three scenes total in both of those episodes. Didn't need it. I'm just going to have to go ahead and say it. Angela Bassett. If she doesn't win this, I'm tapping on my computer. If she doesn't win this, I'm going to be so furious because she did so well in Master of None. Speaking of which, Lena Waithe, nominated for a writing credit. That's what you need. You choose the outlier, and she will win. Guarantee it. Uh, outstanding directing in comedy series, Donald Glover Atlanta. He's not going to win that because there's three Veeps and two Silicon Valleys. <sighs> It's just, it's it's frustrating to see all this stuff. Mindy Sterling's nominated for two Emmys in the same category. I hope she wins one of them. I know, I really want Lauren Lapkus to win the earliest show in Outstanding Actress in a Short Form Series, but it might be Mindy Sterling because she's nominated for two. That's just how it goes. I hope Ben Schwartz wins for his two as well. But yeah, that's it. It's just, um, it's just too much. It's, there's... Like, think people go for things they know, like Louis C.K. 2017. With the advent of Netflix, with HBO stepping up production for stand-up comedies, I believe Showtime put out a few, and I'm and I'm pretty sure Epics released two or three, Mark Maron's and maybe Patton Oswalt's, something like that. There's so many avenues for stand-up. And Comedy Central, definitely, 100%, because I've gotten so many... Stupid offers, <laughs> not offers for stand. I've been I've been offered a half hour from Comedy Central guys, um, <laughs> but there's just so so many avenues to catch stand up, and when they see a big name like Louis like Louis C K, they think that's the one that's the person I should choose, and me seeing Sarah Silverman's name under him. This is for the outstanding writing for a variety specials. It's basically stand up specials and. Uh, special events like the Full Frontal, uh, not the White House Correspondence Dinner or Stephen Colbert's Live Election Night thing or the Tony Awards. So seeing Sarah Silverman's name right under Louis, Louis's name, you know, it's just one of those should be up there and one of those has been up there several times. Well, they've both been up there several times, but I think Sarah Silverman, not only say deserved it over Louis, but she, it's, I don't know. Louis Louis's been Louis had his time to shine. I feel Dave's I know were recorded in 2016 or 2016 and 2015 respectively, but there's just so many other comedians out there that I I know I don't watch stand up pretty much anymore cuz I'm sick of stand up, but there's just so many other comedians out there who should who deserve this. Anyway, I'm just rambling now. But for outstanding writing and comedy special or for a variety special, I think Full Frontal might win. But again, people love Stephen Colbert. Even though he's hosting, I don't think he should win anything. <laughs> That's terrible. And I'm very proud of the Outstanding Animated Program. Um, they have Archer, Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons, South Park, joined by a children's show, which they usually have the daytime Emmys. No. Disney put this in the regular Emmys. 
Elena and the Secret of Avalor, the first Hispanic Disney princess. Holy crap. So excited. So proud. They finally did it. They did fire Kermit the Frog for for him giving notes on uh, what, what they should do with the Muppets. But they did one thing right this week in the past two weeks. One thing right. Oh, my God. It's just frustrating to see all these samey things. This is a popularity contest. So if if I'm in the Emmys one day, I'm just gonna I'm gonna shake things up. All right, guys, this is a super long episode of the Constitutional, so I'm not gonna hold you for much longer. All right, so how do I end this thing? Uh, thank you for listening to Constitutional. I very much appreciate it. I know it's a very long, super extended episode, but you listened, and I spoke almost pretty rapidly. I swallowed a lot of spit, if you want to know that. Okay, anyway, so uh, if you if the, uh, the Constitutionals is a, a good show on cpluscomedy.com, but it's not the only show. You can also head to cpluscomedy.com, where we've got a whole bunch of things, uh, news, reviews, features, interviews, and all, and a, a bunch of other stuff that only I can provide you with. You can follow us on Twitter, at cpluscomedy. Follow me on Twitter, at chadblackwhite. Like us on Facebook. Also head to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash comedy. Watch our premiere show, News Time. Watch On Comedy. It's a documentary series. Um, there's also going to be something posted tomorrow from a guest writer who emailed me out of the blue. Love it. You want to write something? Email me out of the blue. We'll work something out because I'm sick and tired of writing all these things myself. Anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate you so much. Uh, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, okay. All right. Bye.